God puts you in a place, a place where you live, learn, labor, or laugh. He puts you around people, right? And it's great. We love to connect with the people sitting next to us in the pew, but he's put us in neighborhoods. But I pray that God sparks in you this curiosity to begin asking, who are the people in my neighborhood? My prayer is that God constantly reminds us that we're as broken as the person that we come in contact with. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. We're in Philippians chapter 3, and we've been journeying through uh, the readings of Philippians and connecting those to our, uh, our mission of gather and connect and send. And so this morning we're looking at, at Paul's writing to the church in Philippi. And, and I don't know about you, but as I read this text, one of the things that just jumps out at me is Paul's a pretty emotional guy, amen? I mean, look at verse 18. Paul says, I have often told you, and now I tell you with tears in my eyes, that many live as enemies of the cross. You know, it would seem that it really pained Paul. Like it, it broke his heart that people didn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I mean, when Paul discovered Jesus and, and got to know him, everything that the that, that world loves and the, the world you know, really holds up, Paul said, you know what? That's all nothing. I count it all as worthless for the sake of Christ. We see that in our reading as well. Paul wanted everyone he met. Everyone that he met where he lived, learned, labor, or laughed to know Jesus, to know God's generosity, his love, his kindness, his mercy, his forgiveness, his grace. He wanted them to know that, that though they worked so hard on this side of heaven to earn all these great accomplishments, but that those really meant nothing. And that's good because you can't earn God's love, but he gives it to us freely through faith in Christ Jesus. You see, Paul was a man on a mission. And that mission was to make Christ known. He did not want people to be destroyed. And Paul encouraged believers to do the same. We see that in our text in verse 17, where he says, Brothers and sisters, imitate me and pay attention to those who live by the example we have given you. You see, I believe that it was Paul's hope that, that you and I as Christ followers, that our hearts would break for our neighbors as well, especially our neighbors that don't yet know Jesus, because we don't want them to be doomed eternally either. And Paul called Christians to, to live out our faith in our daily lives. And when we have opportunity to share about the joy and the forgiveness of Christ Jesus with everyone we come in contact with. So how are you doing at that? Pretty good? You see, the reality is our hearts could be breaking for our neighbors, especially the neighbors who don't know Jesus. But, but if we never connect and get to know our neighbors then we don't even know if, if they know Jesus or not. Pew Research did a study, and they found that a majority of Americans, 57%, say they know only some of their neighbors. 26% know most of them. And really, the majority of people that knew most of their neighbors were 65 or older. In fact, uh, those who were 30 and younger, about 23% of them didn't know any of their neighbors. 
right? Not throwing the young'uns under the bus, but I'm just stating the facts, right? I tell you what, let, let's take a little test. You're going to need your bulletin for this. If you look at the back of your bulletin, you have this, who is my neighbor? Now, uh, Kevin in the earlier service offered a, uh, a, a prize for filling this out. Um, I'll offer that at the end of what this is all about, but it'll be to all those who are under 30. So there you go. All you 65-year-olds who know everybody and think you know everything. Anyway, so <laughs> the first thing that I want you to do is, is realize that you are this house, right? This is your dorm room. This is your, your house, whatever it is, your apartment building, wherever you live. And around those are, uh, what, eight empty squares, right? Well, those are the eight people that live around you. Can you write the name, first or last, of those eight neighbors? If you can do that, that's awesome, but let me give you a little bit more, right? Can you write something about those neighbors that you can't just observe from the driveway, right? You can't be like, oh, that's, that's, I'm not going to do it this time. <laughs> Last time I used Bob's name. Now I'm going to say, Larry, that's Larry, right? And, and he drives a Mercedes. Well, okay, what does Larry do for a living? I don't know. Right? All right. Well, so do you know what Larry does for the, Do you know something about the person that, that you can't observe from the driveway? Right? And if you could do that, awesome. But the third thing I want you to write down then is, is what are their hopes and dreams? What do they believe about God? What motivates them to do what they do? Some in-depth information. Now, the reality is about 10% of you could fill out the names of all eight neighbors, right? Uh, and then it gets a little bit starker. Only 3% of you could give some type of relevant information. Scott Anderson is one of those three, I guarantee you. Um, and then, sorry, that's inside joke. Scott Anderson's a member here. The guy knows everybody. So, look at him shaking his head. I got you, buddy. 1% of you, though, 1% of you could have some type of in-depth information. Now, that might change if we, like, say, this is your cubicle, and who are the eight cubicles around you? It might change if, if you're like, this is my desk at school and the eight people in the desk around me, or, or it might change if you're like, I know eight parents in my kid's classroom. But the question is, is how well do we connect with the people around us? How well are we connected with the people where we live, learn, labor, and laugh? Now, this isn't meant to be a, a drive-by guilting, or maybe it is, I don't know, right? But it is meant to show us that we might have some work to do to connect with people around us. You see, if we want our neighbors to know Jesus, and we know that God works in and through us to do this, then we probably need to work on going from stranger to acquaintance, and maybe even something crazier about actually having a relationship with people that live around us, that work around us. Now, I know that last one takes a lot of time and effort. So how does this happen? How do, how do you begin to connect with people around you? You know, last week, Kevin talked about connecting with those around you in the pews, and it's just turning to your left or your right and say, hi, my name is, right? This one takes a little bit more effort. It's a little bit more daunting, right? Well, first of all, you, you gotta be willing. I mean, if you're planted firm in the I don't like people or I really don't care who goes to heaven or hell, right, then maybe we've got to do a little praying, asking God to soften your heart, right? I mean, that's got to be step one. Then the second step is this. It looks like this. Ready? You have to get up off the couch, walk to your door, 
open the door, step outside. Now, you might get lucky and your neighbor might be outside as well, right? Or you might actually have to pick a neighbor, left, right, cross the street, walk up to the door and knock, right? When they open the door, you know, you, hi, my name is... Now, you might say, well, I've waved to this neighbor for 30 years. I've known him like, you know, I've lived next to him like my, almost my whole life, but I don't know his name. Great. So then you say, hey, I've waved to you for 30 years. I'm sure you've told me your name, but I'm horrible with names. My name's Kyle. What's your name? Right? And more than likely, they'll give you your name. Maybe they give you a false name. I don't know. I've had that happen to me. But more than likely, you can... then... You go home and you took this nifty bulletin home with you and you write the name down. Now, between meeting them and getting home to write the name down, you might have to be like, Larry, 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 right? (laughs) But at least you move from complete stranger to at least acquaintance. And then now I, I know the extroverts in the room are like, well, the next step's easy, right? And the introverts are like, no! But maybe consider God put you there for a reason. In that home, in that apartment, in that place. And maybe he's calling you to share with that neighbor that's there. And so in order to do that, you actually have to connect with them. Get to know them. I mean, maybe you invite them over for coffee, tea, milk, beer, whiskey, whatever it is you drink, Right? And say, hey, why don't you have this with me, right? And let's get to know one another a little bit more. Maybe if you're really kind of crazy, you grab your barbecue, you drag it in the front yard, and you say, hey, we're going to barbecue today. I'm going to bake hot dogs and hamburgers for everybody. Does it work? Well, I can tell you this. In 2005, my wife and I moved into our first home that we bought, right? And I kept going like, I want to do a potluck. I want to do a potluck. I want to. My wife finally said, do the potluck. And so I did. I made bright yellow flyers, and I went and I taped them on everybody's garage door. Why did I tape them on the garage door? Because nobody uses their front door nowadays. They pull into their garage, garage door goes up, I pull in, garage door shuts. That's a big reason why we don't even know our neighbors, right? But with the big thing on the garage door, they had to actually pull up and go, what's that, right? Pull it off and go, oh, potluck. And people showed up. And so since, since 2005, we've actually lived in six different homes. We moved around a lot. And I've done it every time. And guess what? People show up and you get to move from from stranger to acquaintance. And there's a huge blessing in the whole community. People get to know each other. Statistically, it shows that, you know, you become happier when you know your neighbors, neighborhood gets safer, yada, yada, yada. But it's also to open doors to be able to share Jesus because God always comes up at some point in time. Maybe not in the initial conversation, maybe not in the first couple years, but, but he comes up at some point in time. Now, I do have to confess that sometimes there's that neighbor. You know, that neighbor. The one that you're like, hey, Pastor Kyle, I'll get to meet all those ones, but that neighbor can just stay right over there. Well, God convicted me about that neighbor a couple years ago. You see, I met this one kid uh, when we used to live across the street from Drake Park downtown Long Beach. 
met this one kid in the park, and the guy had a, a lot of, you know, writing on his body. I, I've got writing on my body, right? You know, a little bit of artwork, and it all, per, you know, it was, it, he was a big fan of Steelers and the Pirates, and, and he was a member of the uh, local social club. <laughs> he was a gang member, right? We lived in a gang-impacted neighborhood. His name was Anthony, and, and I met Anthony in the park, and I was very content with saying, hi, Anthony, you know, from over there. Right? Anthony, you can stay, and all your friends can stay over there. I don't want you to come in here. That wasn't until one day that uh, I was sitting on my front porch, and Anthony comes walking by, and I said, hey, good morning, Anthony. And I hadn't seen Anthony in a couple months, and he turned to me, and he looked at me, and he goes, you're the pastor, right? I said, yeah. And then God opened his mouth and he said this, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said something to the effect, because I was blown away that was, this was happening, that he looks at me and he goes, well then how come you're not out in the streets talking to guys like me? How, how come you're not telling us about Jesus? You, you believe all this God stuff, right? Well, then why aren't you talking to us about God? I mean, why aren't you having a relationship with us? You believe God's on your side. What, are you scared? And I didn't have an answer for Anthony. Because for me, he was that neighbor. And he just needed to stay over there. Well, about a year or so later, God opened a door to begin to have interactions with those neighbors that I would have rather kept over there. And that door actually was mine. Um, God opened the door to, to, to us to host a Bible study in our home, and we did so for two years, in which we invited all the local members of the social club and their friends and family over and, and just hung out with them and got to know them. And I tell you what, I was blessed by that experience more than they were. I, I honestly believe that. Friends, I pray that this is your Anthony moment. That, that the that words that I'm saying, that you begin to realize that God puts you in a place, a place where you live, learn, labor, or laugh. He puts you around people, right? And it's great. We love to connect with the people sitting next to us in the pew, but he's put us in neighborhoods and in offices. And, and, he, and we may or may not like where we're at right now. Let's be honest, right? But I pray that God sparks in you this curiosity to begin asking, who are the people in my neighborhood, in my office, in my school, that will wait on me at dinner this week? And that through that curiosity, you become inquisitive and you begin to desire to move from stranger to acquaintance to, to even relationship. My prayer is that God constantly reminds us that we're as broken as the person that we come in contact with. That brokenness just looks different but that he's called us his own. He's adopted us of children. He's forgiven our every sin and he's made us new and that he goes with us each and every step. I pray that he would strengthen us when we're weak. That he would equip us to share his truth in the places in our life. And I pray that he causes our hearts to break. To break for those who do not yet know Jesus. Who are the people in your neighborhood? Or the people that you meet when you're walking down the street? The people that you meet each day? Amen? Amen.
Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.